Dear Sangha, today is the 6th of December 2012. We are in Apamlet at the meditation hall uh, of um, Stillwater during our winter retreat. The 6th of December 2012. When we speak about the spirituality, we think of spirituality exists in the East more than in the West. And when people speak about science, they always think that it's the West. But in this century, is a century where science and spirituality can come together. And the encountering of these two um, parts, science and spirituality, can bring a lot of insight. And the Western society, they put into practice a lot of democracy about... Of, um, respect of human rights and quite a lot of things. And so and and they they lean more on science because science analyzes and also they also lean on natural uh, science if put into into daily practice and so you have more technology, more sociology, more developed and so sociology, uh, ethnology and technology and in the East they pay attention more on spirituality on and then, and then we spoke about Buddhism, Confucianism, uh, even Christianity is also in the in the East. Christianity is a, is a, the product of Middle East. Christianity is not in the West. Yeah. So when the Western society encountering many so difficulties, suffering, so they search for the Eastern part of the planet. Maybe they can find a spiritual way who release them from suffering. And so they import quite a number of spirituality from Eastern society and Christianity is one of the Eastern spirituality coming from the East and then many Christian Catholic rely on, on that um, that uh, spirituality and so release a number of their suffering however in Western society, they are more dualistic way. In Western society, more dualistic way. And so they westernize a little bit Christianity and make Christianity too dualistic. Normally, if we look profoundly, Christianity is not so dualistic. 
dualistic is a way of opposite way suffering happiness and high low and so they also think that creator and creatures are different that is dualistic way to think but in the non dualistic way to think that creator and creature are born at the same time so in eastern society if we look deep into creature you can see creature creature and if we look deep into creature we see creator like you look at the sun you think that the sun is different from the father no the sun is the same than the father in the father you can see the sun already and in the sun you see a lot of the father in that so and so the division between holy and the profane is so different in christianity and so the profane things profane ordinary and and holy spiritual is different that is the way um, dualistic way think and when you say something holy spirit is only holy spirit those who are profane ordinary make very bad things sinner uh, and that you have nothing to do with holy spirit and then and then uh, uh, human beings a profane ordinary poor bad need a holy to save them and so it's a dualistic way but and so there is a the scission the cutting between holy and non holy is so clear and then you are the sinner and the god the creator is different and so is the, the, the savior is holy so and so the the holy and the profane the ordinary are different they are outside of each other in explicated order and and there is a, a, a scission between two part like a very hermetic hermetic um wall you cannot divide here is a holy you are bad you are another other side of the wall you are the sinner you are in the other side of the wall and the holy spirit is in the this side of the wall different from you and so you have to beg to beg the holy spirit the holy part to to send compassion to you in order for you to be saved to be saved but in the eastern way of seeing is different when um, the buddhists bow up, join their palm and bow to the buddha and the buddhist said that you buddha and me who bow you is bow to and i am i am bowing we are both empty we don't have a separate self i don't have a separate self but you don't have a separate self either god either buddha i am made with many elements not me and you are made with many elements not you 
But that is why in you there is me and in me there is you. And the, the hermetic wall separating the two sides is removed. And so the Buddha and the, the living being are one. There is a big communication and that we call a non-dualistic, non-separate in two parts. Dual is Latin word for two. It's a non-dualistic way of thinking. And, and the creator, the creature, D-U-R-E-S, you are the, the creator who created you, you are a creature. Yeah. So that is a discrimination. So creature and creature, like creator and creature, is like father and son. You are created, but you enter all. In the father, there is you. In you, there is the father. And so that is because we see in a very uh, cutting way, dualistic way, and then you are the good, he is the bad, she is the bad. And we are fighting each other all over, all our life. But so when we look deeper, we can discover there is an interaction between this one and other one. The sinner and the good, they are also they enter all be because the good do not care enough for the sinner and the sinner make mistake, and then we enter all. It means uh, both sides have deep interaction. And in spirit, there is body. In the body, there is a mind. There is a mind, there is a body. If we dualistic way, it means you say that the body is nothing to do with the mind. The mind is nothing to do with the body. Yeah. But, and so you have to see And you think that let let's see the sun is something matters a, a ball of fire, but and then you have nothing to do with that. But in fact, a lot of the of the sun is in you. Without the sun in you, you cannot survive. And people in the dualistic way think that the sun is uh, inert matters. The kind of mother who have no consciousness at all. And, and in the, so the mother is totally different from the spirit, from the mind. But if we look deep into a grain of corn, you can see that the grain of corn is mother's, is, uh, is, uh, but if you you put the grain of corn in the in the in the soil, but the corn know how how to make a germ, how to make a little plant, how to make leaf, how to make a real wood plant, how to make ear corn, and so the 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 grain of course is not a matter who have no sensibility no if you look deep you can you can see in the humbler way and you see that the grain of course is a lot intelligence inside
And even the star on the sky, they also have the way to communicate with each other. So even a dust, a dust, a piece of dust, a grain of dust is also contain a lot of mystery that you don't know. And then so you are, you must be humbler and then you see that there is non-duality. The, you have to see that the earth is like a mother, the mother earth. And there are many scientists uh, who say that when I look at the planet and I do not see that the planet earth is a matter, but the planet earth is a real living being, very, and his name is Lucy Thomas. He said, and he wrote a book called Life of a Cell. And so he tried to see the life of a cell. He and he he showed that the planet Earth is a cell in the universe, and the cell is not inert. It's not um, no 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 knowledge. So if the Mother Earth is just uh, Mother, simply not uh, Mother, how they can create so wonderful people like Jesus Christ, like the Buddha, Siddhartha, like uh, many Bodhisattva. And so why you say that the Mother Earth is just Mother, it's just inert Mother. It's, you cannot, if you look deeper and deeper and deeper, and then you see that there is a and the connection with many, many things around. And so, there is, there is an encountering of this one to other one. If you use your heart and you look at the planet Earth, you see that your mother Earth is also your mother and then your heart with the heart of the mother and you take refuge in the mother earth and you can heal so many of your difficulty, your suffering, your fear of nihilism and then you live in the the, the non-dualistic way. Christianity There is a number of Christians have seen that, have seen that there is non-dualistic ways. A number of Christians can see that way. So if you are a good Christian, you have to restore the real spirit of, of Christianity. Try to look with the non-dualistic, non-dualistic view. There are you in God, God in you. There is. You in the Holy Spirit, the, the sinner and the Holy Spirit neglect a little bit the sinner, so the sinner is not enter all with them. So if you look at Jesus Christ with a non-dualistic view and you will purify a lot of Christianity, there is many, many witnesses. 
in 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 the because in in the they said that in the Bible they said that New Testament days Christ is the same time the Son of God and the same the Son of human. So Jesus is the same time the Son of God and the Son of human. And so the 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 profane and the holy are one. And that holy is made with many profane things, profane ordinary thing, and you make it holy. Like you use mud in order to make lotus. Without mud, you cannot have a lotus. It's the same for the holy and the profane. Profane is sinner, bad thing, ordinary thing. And so, we, there's no war, no difficulty. This is because that is. If they are violent like that, because we are also violent, even if we do not manifest the violence, but the way we look, the way we behave is also very violent. Even we, the way we look is already violent. So, so don't think that the other thing, side is violent, you are holy. No. The, so, Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Son of human. Mm. And in Buddhism, it's make very clear. Many sutra have mentioned that Shin Phakbhakni, the Shin is mean living being, and Phakbhakni is Buddha, are not two; they are one. Living being and Buddha, they are one. So, living being. And Buddha, they are not two separate real entity. There is no hermetic wall separating these two. They are one. There is no wall separating the no hermetic wall. You cannot remove the Buddha out of living being, and you cannot remove living being out of the Buddha. You cannot remove mud from the lotus. You cannot remove the lotus from the mud. You cannot remove the Buddha out of living being. You cannot remove living being out of the Buddha. That is, if if you see that Buddha is totally clean, pure, good, Living being dirty, sinner, that is dualistic way to see things. But non-dualistic is you see that in this there is that. So one, if you want to share Buddhism to Western friend, in Christianity there is also non-duality, but they don't make it clear like in Buddhism. And so you only revive Christianity by emphasizing on the non-duality in many corners of, of uh, teaching of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, and in people used to 
don't think that Western people, you too, you are Asian people, you do also think in that way. You are good, the other is bad. You are correct, they are not correct. So that is dualistic way. And because of that, that you suffer. If something happened because you are also responsible, partly. And so nowadays, many business enterprising, enterprise businessmen and women, they say that they want to arrive to the very big success. And they hear that mindfulness is very good, so they also use mindfulness. I am a businessman or woman. I use my, I want to learn mindfulness in order to be successful easily, quickly. <laughs> To be successful in my enterprise, I I am always myself, and my enterprise is always myself. And then I only need mindfulness to be successful in my enterprise. That is also very non-dualistic, very dualistic way of thinking because you are a separate self, your enterprise is separate self, and you use mindfulness as a tool. But it's not the way, because you have another illustration in medicine. I want to heal. I am a physician. I am. I want to heal the the, the patient. But I need mindfulness in order to be successful in my healing people. That way of of seeing. Is very dualistic way. But if you use mindfulness in non-dualistic way, in mindfulness you you are totally different. You are no longer a separate self. And then you see the enterprise is not a separate self. And then you enter with you and other and other enterprise and other enterprise. And so you don't need mindfulness <laughs> if you use enter being. And then, so if the way you see is so separate, like that is still stolen. If your enterprise, you are businessman or woman, you invite people to come and teach you mindfulness, and you think that mindfulness is a tool, and you are different, and your enterprise is different, and you have separate self, and you want to be only success for your own enterprise. So mindfulness is is a technique. It's no longer a wisdom, but mindfulness is a wisdom. Mindfulness is a deep vision of interbeing. And in 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 Eastern society too, the way of dualistic view is very 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 strong too. The kind of Christianity, the kind of Christianity in Korea, in Vietnam, in many other countries are also very dualistic. They don't have the, the non-dualistic way. There is an interbeing between creature, God, and the creature. You, the holy and the sinner, they, they said that the holy is totally different from sinner. But in Eastern, you have to learn to see the non-dualistic way.
100 year from now no no since 100 year there is many search about Buddhism because the way of dualistic way to think and to calculate even they are very good in Sanskrit, they are good in Pali, they are good in Chinese, but they have read and read and read, but their way of seeing things is very dualistic. So they cannot discover the most important thing of the teaching of the Buddha because the way they see is too separate, too dualistic, too... And some, some Buddhists have written report, written document in a very dualistic way too. Like the, 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 the sutra about 12 link is, is very dualistic. So they also try to explain the, the, the samsara, it means the, and reincarnation of the separate soul into another separate body and then another separate soul into another separate body. That is not the non-dualistic way. So you have to see, yeah. And they said that what is nirvana? And so nirvana for them, for the dual, for the dualistic way to say, nirvana is nihilism, is nothing. And, and, and when you practice well, you go to the ultimate death. It means you no longer reborn. And many people, many scholars, many scholars in the West said that Nirvana is the extinction of life. And so eternal death is another way to say eternal extinction of life. There are hundreds of millions of people also believe in that way. They love life, but they try to practice uh, one way they will go out of this life. And they can, they have, they have witness of some sutra, but so the way they For those like you only remind them Nirbang Shintu Nirbang is Nirvana Shintu birth and death are like illusion. So like Khong Hoa is in if somebody give a big bunch to your head and then you see six thirty six candles, that is Khong Hoa. It means the illusion really is. So, so nirvana is in the birth and death, the extension of the notion of birth and death. So nirvana is in the birth and death, but you only change your way of looking in a deeper vision. And so you see that nirvana is you can find find nirvana in birth and death. So there is a there is a Zen master, he asks his teacher 
a Zen master, but he has his bigger Zen master. You said that. You you told me that you have to find Nirvana in the noble node. And his teacher answered, you don't need to search for no birth, no death anywhere. You don't, you have to search for nirvana in the samsara, in the birth and death. You can find the no birth, no death in the birth and death. You can find holy essence, the holy essence in the in the profane things in the in the sinner if in the sinner if you look deeply you can find the holy part of the sinner and help the sinner to liberate herself or himself from her sin There is a sutra where the Buddha taught the the water in all the ocean on this planet have only one taste. Even the ocean are immense, illimited, but there is only one taste, the salty taste. But my teaching, even a lot of teaching, but have only one taste. The taste of liberation. You have to be liberated of all these notions in order to be really free. And if you don't have, if any practice who don't do not bring you freedom, not enough freedom is not my teaching. But freedom of what? Freedom of two things. First, your suffering, your affliction, your difficulty, like a craving and anger, jealousy, despair, ignorance, and in the Sanskrit word is klesha, K-L-E-S-A. Klesha is affliction or suffering or, and there is a general term for anger, hatred, violence, etc. Craving. In the affliction, there is not only anger and craving, but there is fear also, big fear. Dhamme is ambition, craving. There is despair, there is anger, there is despair. And so you must be free, free of what? Free of all these things, craving, despair, fear, etc. The second part of freedom is charity. It means your knowledge. But in a very dogmatic way, you believe that your knowledge is correct, the best, absolute knowledge. You have to be very humble of your knowledge, of your perception. 
because your perception when you perceive something is always not total. It's only one part. And so like that. So you have a notion that sinner is only sinner and holy person is only holy person. You have to see that. And so you have to be free of all these uh, perceptions. Then the object of your knowledge, shahati literally means mean the object and three is your knowledge. So the object of your knowledge, so when you look at something, you have a notion about that, you have a perception about that, and that is only one part of the reality. And but the the wrong thing that we always believe that what we, we perceive is correct. And because we are so sure that we are lost, and then we we sung ourselves in suffering, in quarreling, in beating, in being violent, and condemning each other. And so you have to be liberated from your surety, your your knowledge about about something. So so you release in order to be humbler and to look deep and in order to learn more. And then when you touch the totality of the reality, you release your notion about that thing and other thing. You touch nirvana. And nirvana is in the perception. But in the perception, but you release that perception in order to be in touch with the reality of the... Um, it's like one person is very angry, his face is so red and uh, there is a big fire in him. And it's, it's the fire of hell already in him or in her. But if, and if this heat, when he see things clearer and then his heat Go down, 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 down. He's so cool when he see the reality. And then when he release that that anger, that heat in you, if you release that, and you have some nirvana already, and when you release more fear, you release more doubt, and then you are closer to nirvana. But Western scholar, they say that nirvana is eternal death. And when you you die and you go out of this life and then you attain nirvana, that is a very wrong way to explain nirvana. One sutra, there is some monk who said that you said that nirvana in the present moment. The visible, visible nirvana. And somebody asked the Buddha like that. Hiang Pháp Nirvana, it means the present Nirvana. Could you please tell us the present Nirvana? The Buddha said that the present Nirvana is mean the absence of affliction, the absence of craving, anger, fear, etc. Our practice is what? Our practice is to release all these uh, 
perception you you have a wrong perception and then you get angry at that person you are fearful of other person but if you believe that you have an eternal soul separate soul this separate ego have nothing to do with other thing You are different from your sister. You are different from your mom. You are different from your father. You are different from everyone in this society. You are very special. That is your ego. Because if you have that ego, that search for reputation, for fame, because you believe that you have an eternal, eternal soul, a separate soul. We believe that we have a self, separate self, and we we compare we with others, and then we have that complex of inferiority, or complex of superiority, or at least equal to him or to her. That is a three notion that you need to release. Don't have that complex to be less good than the other. Release the complex is better than others, and then or the complex to be equal. This means you still have that self compare with other self. You feel equal. That is also wrong, because we you don't have a separate self. The way she behave, you behave differently. The way she change, you change. And so if you More you release your notion, more you are closer to the nirvana. Nirvana is the reality as itself. But because when you perceive, you only cut the reality into one part, and you only see one part of reality. But if you release on your notion, you are closer to the reality, and in the Sutra that we learned two years ago. The bird like to go back to the sky. The 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 deer go like the countryside, but the wise men go back to their nirvana. They don't run after reputation, fame. Uh, so. Nirvana is you can go back. Human being like to go back to Nirvana. The bird like to go back to the sky, and the deer like to go back to the forest countryside. It's been the Nirvana. So you in it means you have nirvana, but you have some some um, some little part, some part of uh, 
of uh, affliction. You still have some who you in Nirvana, you are totally free. Nothing remains. But who you in Nirvana, it means Nirvana, but you still have some remaining things not resolved yet. Slowly you are resolving, but it's not really free yet. So who you in Nirvana is means the Nirvana where you still have some remaining of suffering. Rim, ashrama is mean remaining. And translate into Sino-Vietnamese, Tuy Nhiang. Lau, could be translated into some lick. Lick is not, not totally total. Lau is licking, licking is not totally cut. That person is rather happy. But she still has some licking, licking point of suffering. Even she or he is quite happy, but she still has some licking point. So she lives in Nirvana, but with some licks of difficulty. It means a, a kind of nirvana was no, not at all remaining. In Buddhism, if somebody who can be free of all the affliction, all the difficulties, all the fear, all the the the, the the better he or she become Arahan. Arahan is a person who is free from all these afflictions. Or if sometimes some people say that, oh, you just have to go back to that suffering for one time, or you have to go back to that suffering for seven times. And there are those in the present life, he or she can attain the arahant, it means arahant to nirvana where you have no, a single little remaining affliction. And you are a holy person, you are arahant. And if you do not remove all these um, remaining suffering and some leaking point, you, you already have nirvana. But you have nirvana called hu yi, it means some, some leaking points, some difficulties remaining to be resolved. But there are many Buddhists who misunderstood and they thought that bo yi, yi means when you destroy all the five skandhas, it means when your body disintegrates. That is wrong. And he thinks that Skandhas, it means a five group of elements who make a human being form, feeling, 
perception, mental formation, consciousness, and they misinterpret. They say that when your five skandhas disappear and then you have nirvana, that is not correct. Because the 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 five skandhas is like a boat for you to carry. You need the boat, but don't be caught by the boat. Don't be caught by this body. We use that body gently, lightly, happily. You use them, but you are not caught by that. Nang thu it means you hold too tight. You hold too tight the five skandhas. You hold too tight your body. You hold too tight your mind, and then you are too too strict, too rigid. So if you say that upadi and you have nirvana is not when you release on the five skandhas you will arrive to to liberation that is not correct. And so they said that you, when you arrive to Iran, you have nirvana for a few years, a few ten years, and then you die eternally. That is not correct. So who you eat, it means uh, some remaining nirvana. You have to say that Upadhi is Upadana. If we put Upadhi is equal to Upadana, and if you say that, and many, many sutra, they said, right in this life, there are those who obtain the nirvana without remaining. It's totally, totally nirvana. So in this life, so upadana, you still have the five skandhas, you have still have that body, that mind, but you have nirvana. You don't need to die. That you need to correct in Buddhism, in Dharmapada, in the chapter um, Brahman, Brahman, Brahmananet, Brahman, not net, Brahma Sutra. They also mention that the Arahat is mentioned that the Arahat will achieve the nirvana but they cannot they they will not be born again or something. So there is they there is one illustration. There is a city where there's a lot of gangsters who come and rob and and destroy and bill and kill people. So, 
we already removed the gangster. But there are still gangster who is not there, but they may come back. We arrest all the gangsters, but maybe there's few gangsters who are not there, and they may come back. So that they call Hou in Nirvana. It means uh, some remaining Nirvana. You have Nirvana, but sometimes some bad things still come back from time to time. And so that um, that illustration is is okay. If people think that Upadi is skanda, so it means when on your body die. And then, then there's no thief who will back. <laughs> so that, because you have nobody, you don't need no safety, nobody else, you need no safety. But there in Buddhism, there is a very good, profound teacher, like Vasubandhu, Asanga, Nagoshuna, they are very profound. But they are also not very intelligent that teacher, and they make many mistakes. And they also translate sutra, but they translate the sutra with that mind, which contradict quite a lot of the number of main teaching of the Buddha too. So, in the Four Noble Truths. Suffering or ill being, being is existent, ill, but existent very ill is ill being, suffering. That is mean the, the making of ill being, the causes, the causes make that ill being, the cause of that make that suffering. So the making of ill being and jir it means the absence of ill being. And how the path leading to the absence of ill being. The path leading to the end of ill being. Ill being. Ill is sickness being existent. So suffering. So mean suffering. There are some Buddhist school who said that Jir, the third the third um, noble truth is bovi. It means non-licking nirvana. There is some other school of Buddhism saying that this third noble truth, the absence of ill-being, they ex- interpret like is also the opposite of suffering only. So, home and ill-being, and the third one 
is the absence of suffering. And so there is school who say that tánh tướng biệt quán, it means that the form and the nature is different. It's you have to be separated. And so you say that all the four noble truths are existence. But all the four noble truths are non-existent. And the suffering is not joy, is not happiness, but the lead The, the path leading to suffering is not the path leading or to, to happiness. And so they stay in the, the historical dimension, the dimension of you different from me, uh, up different from down, but it's not in the ultimate dimension where left and right are one, up and down are one, so on. So in the In the Dai Chung Bo, it means uh, in the Mahasanga school. Mahasangika, Mahasangika tradition. Because when the Buddha passed away many hundred years, they divide into many schools, many hundred schools. And so that Mahasangika school is very 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 great school and they explain like we like to choose them as explanation it means they start by historical dimension but then there is a way who look deeply and we arrive to the ultimate dimension so we are close to the Mahasangika school and so suffering play a big role. Without the suffering, you cannot arrive to the liberation like mud to the lotus. And so, some schools say that suffering is also a food, a kind of food. Some poem of Thay who said that, ah no, not Thay, is one student of Thay said, suffering helps us to grow. Suffering helps you to grow. And you have that wisdom. So, suffering have some link with happiness. And slowly we see that, that from you are vulnerable through stay in the history, historical dimension. You different from me, suffering from different from liberation. But You see deeply, you practice deeply, and slowly, 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 you go to the ultimate dimension. <laughs> Have you seen the Zorro film? <laughs> Zorro film, after <laughs> winning the bad people, and they make Z. <laughs> so that, I like that Z, because from the historical dimension, you go to the ultimate dimension, then to that Z. <laughs> So from the historical, historical dimension, this one is not other one. I am different from you. But when 
you arrive to the ultimate dimension, you see that I and you are one. We are thinking, we enter all. Your happiness is my happiness. Your joy, your liberation is my liberation. So, in the Heart Sutra you read this morning, there's no, no suffering, no the path leading to suffering, no extinction of suffering, no the path of liberation. In this morning, you, you read that in the Art Sutra. It means the, the Sutra of the Ultimate Dimension. And so, you arrive to the Vobi, it means. So, you have to, if you said that Ultimate Dimension, the four are in the Ultimate Dimension. But if you say that you are in the, the, you are in the historical dimension. You are four are in the historical dimension. Suffering, the path leading to suffering, extinction of suffering, the path leading to happiness. And so, under the light of that we learned this morning, the path of eight noble practice the path of need eight correct normal practice if we view us in the non-dualistic way the the way the, the means and the ends are one they are not totally separate entity And Brahminate, we used to say that no way to peace. Peace is the way. Peace is the way. It means the means. The means is peace. In order to arrive to peace, you have to use own peaceful way to resolve your difficulty. You don't have to fight in order to have your peace, no. You start right away by your peaceful way of thinking peaceful way of, of acting, peaceful way of speaking. So you don't have to say that I have to fight hard in order to obtain peace. No. You have to be peace right away when you think. You have to be peace away right away when you speak. Peace right away when you think and you act. So you do not work hard in order to arrive to that happiness. You have to be, you have to endure 10 years in order to be happy. You have to be happy right now. You breathe in, you are happy. You walk, you are happy. You work, you are happy. And you arrange a flower, you are happy. You throw the garbage, you are happy. You prepare the garbage, you are happy. Everything. Happy. If you are an inmate in prison, if and you wish that one day there is a new prime minister, and when the prime minister comes, they will liberate some prisoner. And if you wait, you wait, you wait, and then you can wait long. But if there is a Dharma teacher who comes to the prison and tell you, you have to to be happy right now. You are allowed to breathe in and breathe out and then 
your lung in prison or your lung outside the prison is the same. And then, and then you see in front yard of the prison there is a rose. And the rose here is the same than the rose outside of the prison, uh, campus of the prison. So you don't wait until you go out of prison to enjoy the rose. You enjoy the rose right now. You enjoy your in-breath right now. You enjoy your out-breath right now. You enjoy your good teeth right now. You enjoy everything right now in prison. And you don't wait until you are liberated by a prime minister or the new president to be free and then to be happy. You have to be happy right away in prison. To feed hungry children. <laughs> it's artwork. One day at 3 a.m. I wake up. <laughs> there is no way to Nirvana. Nirvana is the way. You sit here. If you release everything, you have nirvana right away. Release your worries, your risk, your your fear, your uncertainty, and then you will be happy right now here. You don't need to die in order to have nirvana. You release, you are free of everything. Now we go to the sutra. Sometimes I that you breathe in and out and enjoy your nirvana before I start the sutra to learn. Anyone is enlightened here after hearing what I said? You, you visit Plum Village, have you brought back something? You have to say, Nirvana, I'm free. <laughs> The cooling, the freshness, the liberation. You are free totally with all your worries and anxiety and fear and uncertainty, etc. We have to read 
the sentence in Như Thiên Ngữ. Pripitaka in the Sutra. Sutra Udana, it means a sutra where nobody asks any question but the Buddha just answer, just explain. So it's reveal a truth called con- conventional truth. It means a relative truth. You have the birth, you have death, you have coming, you have going, you have uh, uh, the so there is difference but but in the same time you also recognize that there is another truth called no birth no death no coming no going vô vấn từ thuyết udana sutra without asking any question but the the buddha just answer In the Pali text, dear Bhikshu, there are those who are born and the things who are born. There is becoming, there is acting, but there is also no becoming, no born, no becoming. There is an escape point because of there is big birth becoming acting, but there is also no birth, no coming, no acting, and tends to that there is an escape point because birth, death, etc. They are relative truth. They are, they are. Conventional truth. They are historical dimension. And so they have birth, they have becoming. So, so we are trying to search for the logic point to demonstrate, demonstrate that the, the traveling is is not very good, not very good presented. And so, in the ultimate dimension, in the total truth, the ultimate truth, absolute truth, there is no, no acting, no becoming, no no, no birth. No birth, no becoming, no acting, no composing. So that is ultimate dimension. So
So in Plum Village, you have been taught several times about uh, birth, death, becoming, composing. So I don't need to repeat. So when we say that birth, becoming, acting, composing, when you say birth, you have to say death. When you say that, so that is the first there. And when you say that becoming, it means not the becoming. So the second couple, is no, no birth, no birth, no, no birth, no acting, no, no acting. So the, the weak point of the traveling is the, the aim at only at the ultimate, uh, the, the, the um, historical dimension. They only aim at, at uh, craving, attachment, and being, and being is birth again. So in that way of explaining the twelve links, is the and your aim is you go non-being because everything is so you go out of that twelve link. But, but here you do not go out; you are there. But your view transcend being and non-being. Birth is okay, that's okay. There are you are see that two face of one reality. And acting and non-acting is two phases of reality. And so, and so, so the way they explain about twelve link, they only aim at the being, becoming, acting. And then if you aim at that, you attack that, it means you, you achieve the non-being, the nihilism. Mm. The way in Plum Village, one, if we want to help people to understand, I try to draw a line. And a line, and then is illustrating the current of life, of time, of suspense. If there is a point where there is birth, and there is a point where is death. And in our mind, in our head, we always birth. It means from nothing, you become something. That family have no that name, but when she's born, he's born, he become existent. And then when that person die, he become non-existent. So now we are. Before we are born, we are nothing, we are nihilism. It's a way we think. But, and so practicing Buddhism, 
You practice non-duality. You look deep before you are born. You are already in father, mother. You are already in grandpa, grandpa, grandma, paternal, maternal, etc. You are a stream of life. And that birth is only one manifestation of yourself. And so one day when you die, it's finished. So your, your notion about birth and death are, are restored uh, 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 because of existence and non-existence. And we used to illustrate by the cloud. The cloud, before become a cloud, they are already vapor on the ocean, on the river, on the many house. And then when condition, one more condition is the cold and become fog or become cloud. And some, we say that cloud from nothing become a cloud. And then after that from a cloud they become nothing. It's not correct. They become rain, they become snow, they become ice. Yeah. So if we move that, that superficial way of seeing things, and then you also uproot also, you arrive that no birth, no becoming, no, no birth, no becoming, no acting, no. So we don't have to lose time to repeat that. We will speak about the third Bhutan no acting so no acting is, is no self to act no, no 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 a person to act like when it's rain it's rain there is many drops who fall down and then we call it rain there's no rainer because conditions are like that and there's many drops falling So there is no rainer, no person who put on together and make it rain. So there is action but no actor. There is action but no actor. No owner of that action. Conditional like that and there is acting like that. There is this body. This honor, no owner of this body. There is this consciousness, but there is no owner of this consciousness. In this store consciousness, there is many, many, many input. So there is a thought, but no thinker, because when there is condition like that, 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 and then just come up as a thought. There is no thinker. But there is, and Rhoda, a sculptor, very famous sculptor, this uh, a, a statue said that the thinker <laughs> in many philosophies, university department they put. So no thinker, there is thought, but no thinker, no owner of the thinking, no owner of the acting. The, uh, that is non-self. <coughs> We always think that we are, we are the owner of this body, we are owner of that action, but in fact that action have been pushed by other action. 
but by other condition. And you are the, the, the proprietor of this body. Now, this body comes from many, 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 many conditions. There is this body, there is consciousness. So there is no hermetic separate self. No, the one who calls, the actor, and no actor and no the receiver of that action, no receiver of that action. I have to accept the fruit of my action. That is a real Buddhism. Even the yeah, and there is a you do good action. You are born in the rich family. You do good things. No, that is your your beloved one long far a close and totally received not only one person. Like you do a good deeds, a good action. You can see tonight or you see in twenty years. So in twenty years you are no longer the same person. You're different already. So, no actor and no fruit of your action, the, the, the receiver of your action. And so the, the karma and the retribution, we have to understand in that way. So that is a real essential teaching of the Buddha. If not a kind of diluted Diluted, diluted Buddhism. The Buddha, Buddhism do not accept that there is a impermanent, separate self, permanent separate self, because the self is, there's many input, many output, and so you are, you are, even you have that name, but you before, for this moment is different, this moment is different, after this moment is different. And if you see that that is correct, that person to become another correct receiver is not very Buddhist. Because we see that everything is impermanent, everything is changing. And so you, before entering in this meditation home, and three hours later, you are already different. You, before this lecture, and you, after this lecture, is already different. And you, three hours later, is already different. So there is no separate self, it's the same. Before the medi- this lecture, after this lecture, three months after this lecture, is not correct. Is a, a, 
changing, 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 changing. And this one is the cause of the becoming of the second. And the second is the, the cause of the becoming of the third and the fourth and so on. That is, is simple. Huh? Because this is a very subtle way to see things. You before entering here and you after entering the lecture, going out of that lecture, you change quite a lot too. Uh, but don't think in the way that you are exactly the same and you go out of this room, you are exactly the same. It's already changed. And if you see in that way, is also there is also good action and receive good fruit, but that fruit we have many input and output. We eat the fruit of our action. We enjoy the fruit of our action. So this no action no action it means uh, it means uh, that um, that make it um, destroy the separate self destroy uh, internal soul who have no change at all and then um, and then that is uh, the fruit of the deep look and it's very normal, very scientific, very clear. Mm. Because many hundreds of thousand cells die and hundreds of thousand born in your own body. So you are no longer the same self. You yourself change, 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 change. Continuously. In the 16 question that the Buddha refused to answer, we will learn this question. This world is eternal or uh, ready to be finished, crushed, extinct. This world is eternal or ready to be destroyed. And these will have limit or without limit. Soul and body are one or different. Mind and body are one. Tathagata, it means the enlightened people. Tathagata, it means the enlightened people. He still exists when he stopped to be in this body is 14, 14 question, and the Buddha always refused to answer. He said that you have to learn, you have to look deep, you have to realize it, because the way you ask the question is wrong. That is the second century before, before Christ. There is one, one um, quick, quick king. It's called Milanda. 
and he is and he he was the king ruling Punjab now it means the north northwest of of India and he have a stood the the the, the teacher Nagasena so Milanda is the king and Nagasena is the teacher and they answer all these questions in a very beautiful way the question and the answer of Milanda King and Nagasena yeah. and all these questions and answers have been uh, um, recorded in the sutra called Natyang Tikheokin it means Nagasena Milanda question and Nagasena answer one day Milanda King asked Nagasena our soul and our body are two or one and Jiva is a wood Jiva means a living living soul is a separate self and is hide in this body and when this body disintegrates that Jiva will find another body enter And Nagasena, very faithful to the teaching of the Buddha, he said that, I cannot answer this. I do not want to answer this question. And the king said that, strange. In the past, you agree with me that you can answer all the questions, but now you refuse to answer my question, this question. And Nagasena The teacher said, Dear King, you are very eloquent. You speak eloquently everything. So instead of answering, you have to answer some of my questions, okay? Yeah, I'm a teacher, but I ask you. And then the teacher asked, Dear King, Great King, is in the kingdom on the mango are sweet or not sweet? And the king said that how I can answer? How many it's so many mango and how and and like I said I said that you said that you answer everything but now and so the king said that because there is no mango in my kingdom, how I can answer? How I can answer that is sweet or not sweet? And then the teacher said that, Great king, your question is the same. How, how we can have an eternal soul? So I cannot. So there is no eternal soul. And then you say that you don't have an eternal soul. How you can say that it's the same with the body or not the same with the body? And so there is many questions like that. It's not because you don't and you you cannot answer, but because it's silly. This 
is against of your normal seeing thing. The soul and the the soul and the body is yes or not, uh, eternal or not eternal, etc. That is about this question we cannot be answered. So Votak here. So that is, uh, they they have cause effect cause effect like a current, a current of succession of cause and effect. But you don't need a creator. You don't need a separate self owning only succession of action. So something. And then it's difficult to accept because we are used from many generations to think in that way. At that moment, everybody in India believe on Brahma, that eternal soul. The eternal collective soul of the cosmos. And every one of us is individual soul, Atma. And we have to go around, around, around a certain time, crossing the difficulty, and one day you get out of that circle of suffering and then you reunite with the Brahma, the collective great. So that is the belief in Brahmanism. And then when the Atman crossed up, and the Buddha said that in that environment, the Buddha said that there is no Atman, no a separate self. No Adma, no ethanol self, even little self or big self. That is a big cannon shooting in the in the wall of uh, of of eloquence of Brahmanism. It's already difficult to be accepted already. <laughs> Another, another shooting from the Buddha. Bohan, no action. So no self. There's no self. There is only the continuation of action. And they lean to each other and they manifest. They become, they... And when the Buddha passed away, that teaching of non-action had been realized by the Theravada Stira school, Stira school who become later on Theravada and Mahasangika. And they realized very well about that. And then after that, it arrived to the school of Sattvastivada. And the Sattvastivada believe that everything exists. And there is one thing who do not exist is the separate self. 
no no becoming and so no birth it means no death and so the truth is outside of of birth and death but they are in mid middle about 100 years before Jesus Christ and so the the prajnaparamita sutra is the fourth shooting to destroy the the conventional way to think in a too superficial and so the the avalokiteshvara when she or he looked deeply and they realized that the five skandhas have no self nature and when they see that there's no self nature she or he overcame the suffering before that they already had the teaching on emptiness already but only after christ about 100 years on this um is that they have the prajnaparamita sutra appear if we want to set up the twelve links as a teaching absolute truth who can bring you to total liberation to to the the right view deep right view you have to explain four not only two. no birth birth death no birth no death and then action no action no no action and no composing composing and no composing no no composing so in the sutra kacchayana the right view the buddha explained about the right view he explained about the who mean becoming involved is emptiness and so right view transcend becoming and emptiness if you you transcend becoming and no becoming so you also can transcend birth and death right view is mean you have to see that birth and death are wrong perception but birth and death are wrong perception but you have to transcend to the ultimate dimension the the right view must be go to the ultimate dimensions with not only the 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 historical dimension bhuta so the right view can transcend transcend the notion of formation and the condition dharma and the non condition dharma
since there is always, if there is conditioned Dharma, and then there is a non-conditioned Dharma. And can we take out the unconditioned to the condition? You say that nirvana, you cannot take out of birth and death. And you cannot take out birth and death out of nirvana. And so, it's only the way of switching, your way of seeing things. And so you can see that condition and non-condition. Then Zoro cannot write like a Z, but zero <laughs> to do. Zoro have to do right, left, right, left again, but no, the the link. <laughs> you cannot write like that. So like, ultimate dimension is outside of historical dimension. So Zoro have to write like that. And ultimate dimension and and historical dimension in one line. <laughs> Three lines in make one line. <laughs> right to left, left to right, right to left in one line. <laughs> you cannot remove the historical dimension out of the ultimate dimension. An ultimate dimension you have to find in historical dimension. You are in the historical dimension. You try to search for ultimate dimension. It should be here. Here, but look deeper. Being deeper. This uh, retreat is for such all is reserved to monastic and it's a little bit difficult for you lay people and if you come here you have to bear in mind that and then you will not be shocked <laughs> because we always it's a little bit too difficult for you <laughs> but you can ask Dhamma teacher in your hamlet uh, the sunshine is so beautiful the weather today is very beautiful if your mind is free you will be in your wana. <laughs>